good afternoon and welcome back to Day of the Week. And here on Tuesdays, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of vaccinations. I mean, it's kind of interesting right now. I mean, there's been a lot going on with that nonsense. You know, all those crazy moms out Measles there. Measles making a comeback. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. It's in Houston right now. Oh, it uh-huh. is? I yeah, it is. Yeah, my mom came home. She's like, there's a big measles outbreak right now in Houston. Perfect impersonation of your mother. <laughs> so these are out. Do you yes. like introduce everybody around? Oh, I forgot that I do that. Oh, you yes. do do that. Jordan, it hasn't been that long <laughs> okay, since you've done this. I haven't it's been an hour. Uh, no, I didn't introduce y'all because that was like literally nothing. That was about the letter C. And that was your thing to introduce. And you didn't even introduce me. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to start over. <laughs> And welcome back to Day of the Week, and here on Tuesdays, we're going to be talking about the wonderful world of vaccinations. Here on my left, I have Mr. Eric Geniak. Hello. I have Gabriel Walker back again. What's up? And I have the Zach Dodson. Mm-hmm. Shut up, Zach. Uh, come on. Vaccinations. Like was mentioned before, uh, measles has become an issue in the Houston area, which could have easily been prevented by getting your kids vaccinated. Not Seriously? necessarily. Okay, why? Well, I mean, typically you, you have people who are uh, prone to the vaccination, and then you have people who are resistant to the uh, vaccination. Resistant? Yeah, there's... Uh, so, um, so in a letter to a uh, uh, legislature, a Harvard immunologist, she came out and she said, unvaccinated children pose zero risk to anyone, and here's why. And then this was done in, as of 2017. Uh, in the letter, she talked about um, specifically measles. There are what, what are called low responders, and then there are people who are very prone to getting the shot and it wipes it all out and stuff like that. If they get a shot and they're a low responder, it means that the vaccination didn't take. And so they just kind of go on, and that's why when you get, your, you get two measles shots. So are they a low responder to the vaccine itself? Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's why you get more than one measles shot. Mm-hmm. Okay, when do you get these measles shots? I, I don't know when the age. I mean, you can, yeah, they get them as early as two, I think. Or um, oh, yeah. it, it, it's a pretty early age. It's, I, yeah. I have it written down. It's you get it at whenever at your six month mark. It's six months, yes. Mm-hmm. And then I think you get it again. That's like one of the very first. So I have a big list of all the vaccines that you get at your six month mark, and then they have a list of vaccines that you get when you're about two or five before mm-hmm. you start going to school. I think. Yeah. Or whenever you get your booster shots. And the problem is that revaccination cannot correct low responsiveness. It, it appears that in an aminogenetic uh, trait, the uh, proportion of low responders among children was estimated at 4.7% in the USA, mm-hmm. in the USA alone. Studies of measles outbreaks in Canada, uh, the US, uh, uh, and China, um, outbreaks of measles still happen even when vaccination compliance is at its highest bracket. 95, 97, even 99. This is because the high vaccine responders, the vaccine-induced antibodies, wane over time. Vaccine immunity does not equal long-life immunity acquired after uh, stages of natural exposure. Okay. Mm -hmm. And this is according to, uh, her name is Tatiana, I cannot pronounce that last name, (laughs) Balkanstavich or something. (laughs) Anyway. um, Close name. The, the idea is that if you vaccinate your children or you don't vaccinate your children, the risk is on you. The unvaccinated children pose no threat 
to me to you as a person mm -hmm. well, but I mean, you, you have to remember what vaccines are is it's just either a dead or yeah, a very a weaker weak. strain of the virus and it's given to you so that your immune system can build up its own natural defenses so when it sees something similar it's able to combat however uh the more a virus is able to infect a host the more chance that it has to mutate I don't know if that's true with certain strains like smallpox or, I mean, we don't have smallpox, smallpox anymore, or like has been eradicated, me measles or varicella, but like, I know that's how the common cold you can get, you can get, um, you can get vaccinated for the flu, but obviously everybody, most people still get sick because it's so easily mutated. The more you give a virus the chance to get a host, the adapt. more yeah. it, it's, mm -hmm. it, it's easier it's more likely that it's going to adapt and mutate to something that we haven't been vaccinated against. Mm -hmm. So there is the increased possibility, the more you allow it to continue by allowing it to infect people, it could eventually, if it mutates enough, infect people who have been vaccinated against not that strain, then they have to find a, a new strain, and they have to create the vaccine for that new strain. Well, I mean, that's kind of the case with the flu, because... When they put out the um, the flu vaccinations every season, um, it's not a single vaccination for all the flu flu um, strains, mm -hmm. because there's so many different flu strains. The CDC basically just has to make an educated guess as to oh, which strain is going to be out, and then distribute that vaccination. That's why um, I think it was either last year or the year before. Um, Vaccines went out, but the flu virus went around just as much as it would if it hadn't because the CDC guessed wrong and yeah. the wrong um, and you know, the wrong one was distributed. I don't know I don't know how many strains of the measles there are, but I mean it could it could mutate eventually if if it if it's allowed to. So that's why I think that personally you should get vaccines, but then... Personally, uh, where I stand on, on vaccines, I mean, I actually ha I had all my children vaccinated. When I was younger, I didn't know half as much as I know now on it and stuff, and I might have reconsidered certain uh, vaccinations. My, my stance is um, it's not a black and white issue. It's an issue that as free people, we need to be allowed to debate and figure out ourselves what's best for our family and yeah. for where we should go. And increasingly, uh, what I see, especially what happened in in California and Oregon, Proposition 442, or uh, Bill 442, that uh, was shot down in Oregon, of all places, um, was an attempt to control that situation. Mm -hmm. In other words, take the right from you to decide whether or not you want to get a vaccination or not. The World Health Organization just recently came out in 2019, and they said one of the fifth major clause to global health in 2019 are anti-vaxxers, mm -hmm. people who are hesitant to get vaccinations. And they specifically you know, state measles, for example, has seen a 30% increase in, in, in global expansion. The reasons for the rise are complex, and not all of these causes are due to vaccine hesitancy. However, some countries that were close to eliminating the disease have seen a resurgence. The problem is the World Health Organization knows damn well that measles cannot be eradicated. Mm -hmm. They cannot be eradicated Why? because of exactly what I said. Mm -hmm. uh, some people are recept uh, re receptive to the vaccine, okay. and other people aren't. Yeah. And so there will always be this kind of so there will Ed always be measles. Yeah. It will never be eradicated. Exactly. But it can rise but more they, than we would like it to. Sure. This uh, 
thirty percent increase is mostly is is mostly due to uh, parts of the country that where the vaccination is not given. Receptive. It's not uh, representative of the United States, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. where they used this argument right here to try and pass uh, what's called uh, Bill 442. Basically uh, stated, you have to immunize your children under law. So is this the this is the law oh, here it is. Here it pass is. that you saying you have to? Yes, yes. Requiring families to have their children vaccinated under penalty of law. It did not pass. The, uh, the senator that uh, came up with the bill, <clears throat> Senator Stewart Hainer, mm-hmm. and she's a doctor. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she said people have to get you know, vaccinated. They, you know, there's no decision. They have to do it. In the, it was like a, it was a, an open house. And she can, the guy, uh, the, one of the guys, um, whoever his uh, name is, the, the other attorney, came up and said, uh, Ms. Hayward, uh, two years ago, you were taking medication for, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> she was taking med- uh, uh, medication for uh, spinal bifida. Mm-hmm. And according to uh, the medication, she's not allowed to breastfeed, but she insisted on breastfeeding her children. So she did research, and then she got another opinion, and she breastfed her children mm-hmm. against her uh, gynecologist's recommendations. Okay. And... I don't want to call him a prosecuting or I don't want to call him a defense because yeah. it wasn't that situation. But the, mm-hmm. the other attorneys point, uh, you know, pointed that out and she said, oh, I took offense at that. How dare you impugn, impugn me? Yeah. He goes, I wasn't impugning you. Your right to research and accept or deny your doctor's recommendation exactly. is a right that should be reserved for all of us. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's a very fair. That's a very fair argument. Okay, and, and then right. the World Health Organization came out with this, and then they put in another bill, mm-hmm. Bill Five Twenty Six, and it's it's going before the board actually as we speak. And basically, it's kind of a going around the barn, if you will. Mm-hmm. It says, okay, so we can't get you not to take the vaccines or you know that kind of thing. However, we will mandate that if you have a child, before that child is five, you will be mandated with three visits by uh, the state health organization. And they will decide whether the mother is still, you know, is, is fit and sane to run the house. If the children have had their, men, uh, or, or if the household is, is stable and safe, and if the children have had their uh, vaccinations mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And if... And according to their reports, uh, they could take away your children and take them to the state. That's ridiculous. Especially in Oregon, where they have the worst juvenile uh, facilities Mm -hmm. for kids. I really do think that it should be kept a right that people can decide whether or not their children should get vaccinated and unvaccinated, because I think that's just kind of a basic right to deny or accept any advice given to you by Mm -hmm. doctors or like anything. I, like I said, like going into there, uh, you know, if it's vaccination against the the mumps or measles, mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna I would give my children the vaccination against the mumps and measles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, but there are other mandated ones that maybe I'm not so sure of, mm-hmm. because let's say like papillomavirus. Yes. Uh, that's another one. Uh, just recently, or not recently, about 2015. Anyway, the, the makers of the, 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 the virus were sued 
because of complications uh, 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 because of the, the vaccination. And that, now that was back in 2015. However, in, two, in like 2018, 2019, they've uh, kind of reworked the virus. I think it's called uh, HPV 0.9. It, it has better, it has a better return on the stuff. But I mean, as far as uh, um, side effects of mm -hmm. the vaccination, yeah. And the fact that in a lot of cases it didn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so those, uh, you know, those side effects versus, the fa uh, versus effectivity uh, caused, now there was this uh, uh, rumor going around that uh, Japan uh, did away with the uh, um, HPV vaccine altogether. Mm -hmm. they, they said, no, we're not gonna do it, but that's actually false. It wasn't that they're not going to do it. They said the research was out there, and there and there were a lot of uh, problems with it. So uh, uh, they said that what they were going to do is they were going to back off promoting it. Mm -hmm. But still, it was enough to get a whole country to back off. Yeah. And then here, it's required. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely required. And I mean, as far as like the human human papillomavirus. How many cases of it do you know? Is it more prevalent over here than it is over in Japan? Is that why it's so mandatory here than it is in Japan? Um, or is it just a case of like fear that it might come over yeah. and just because of sporadic cases throughout the country? Mm -hmm. Knowing what you know now, would you still give your kids vaccines when they were little? Like when, say, oh, yeah, as far as the, the initial vaccines, uh, um, even yeah, mumps, measles. Um, I, I think there are, there are certain there are certain viruses yeah. that you should most definitely get. But what did, what are for. the ones that you shouldn't? Because I mean, like, I haven't well, gotten a flu shot in years, and that's because I kind of think they're ridiculous. Because I'm gonna get the flu anyways. But I, you know, I don't want measles, mumps, polio. I don't want like. Well, I think for the ones that we have, you know, decades upon decades of research on, mm -hmm. and you know, you don't see it as much anymore as you did back then, mm -hmm. those vaccines that we know for a fact work, you know, at least the majority of the time, those should be the ones that we are required. But for the ones that are more iffy, you know, okay. I think that one can be a little bit more lenient on whether you want to or not. Okay. Because like you but like you said, I don't think I've ever gotten a flu shot in my entire life, and I have never gotten the flu. Yeah. Knock on wood, you know? Well, the flu isn't as severe as something yeah. like polio yeah, yeah. or but smallpox. Like, but like polio and small, smallpox, those vaccinations are ones that, you know, just in my mind, I think should be mandatory because those work, you know, because they're 99.9% .9 of the time or whatever. I don't know. It just seems like from what you've said, what, which, which ones are the ones that say like Soleil was born right now, which ones are the ones that you would mandate that she gets? Well, right now the one that I have is, is, is I have issues with is Gardasil. Which one's that? That's for the HPV virus. Okay. And that's the ones that are going on now. Even though she's been vaccinated for it. And I have two. There's, yeah, there's n nothing wrong, uh, wrong with it and stuff like that. The, uh, uh, as far as HPV virus goes, 2.4 deaths Poor per 100,000 women. Really? That's that's what you're looking at mm -hmm. statistically, and that's based on uh, 2003, 2007. If you base it on the, the country's population, deaths from the disease. Death from HPV, catching HPV virus. Okay. You know, which is you know any kind of genital warts, that kind mm -hmm. of thing, and stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could still get it despite getting this mm -hmm. vaccine. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do you think about it, though? That's you could still, any vaccine. Yeah, I still think 
you know. That is fair. He makes a fair point. You could still have. You're still at risk to get anything. Mm-hmm. Eventually, exactly. I think. Exactly. So I mean, is that the idea is that you do not want to be scared away from giving your rights? Now, here's here's the catch uh, in a lot of these. A lot like uh, like they don't give the polio virus uh, vaccine anymore because polio has been er- eradicated. That vaccine has kind of been shelved. It's called, it used to be called POV, now it's called PIV. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's kind of an extender to, to make sure that polio doesn't uh, reoccur. Now, when did they stop doing polio? Well, I mean, they, when it started, beca- it, they just changed the formula. Mm. Okay. Uh, so I remember pol- having a polio vaccine was still mandatory for yeah. going to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. still and, and but it, it it is but it's a different it's a different format. Not okay. when I got it, I mean I still have the polio. Yeah, the it, oh, it's like yeah. that yeah, that big yeah, I've seen those. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> the mark of the beast. <laughs> but um they don't have that anymore. When Bear and merge with all you know all these uh, uh, big pharmaceuticals merge together like Merck and stuff like this. Their idea is that they had all, all these vaccinations, and they were they were creating them on a yearly basis in order to get the, you know get everybody done. But they figured out uh, if uh, they introduced a few introduced a few other chemicals that they could prolong the usage of the uh, vaccination mm-hmm. with literal little or no effect. Yeah. So they thought some of those chemicals are thi- are I think it's called thiacol or. Anyway, it contains mercury. Yeah. Which has been linked. Exactly. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nervous system development. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's a big thing that I have. I have like this whole page written about it. And like, it's in thimerosal. That's what it thimerosal. was. Thimerosal. It's it. the it's mm-hmm. the preservative used that contains very small amounts of mercury and. It is. It used to back when they still gave polio viruses, and back when it was first invented, it was. It usually contained about seventy-five micrograms of this mercury. Uh, oh, ethyl mercury mm-hmm. versus methyl mercury, yes. and so they changed it from methyl to ethyl, and then they did studies. They did studies in rats, mm-hmm. and they found that the ethyl actually affected them worse. And then mm-hmm. when they upped the test to monkeys. It affected them even, mm-hmm. even more than so that. So how would it affect us? And it, they upped it up to um, instead of seventy-five micrograms, it's now a hundred. It's almost one hundred ninety micrograms, and the safe level for a baby is one point six micrograms of this, um, the Marisol. And you know, we're giving a a lot more than we should be giving to babies, and that's at the point where like. They're obviously their babies. Their nervous systems aren't developed yet, and it's probably not good to give them that. You know, is that a uh, uh, thermiocol is made from ethyl mercury, which mm-hmm. is, uh, has a shorter half life in the blood mm-hmm. than it's supposed than it's supposedly much more hazardous sister methyl mercury. This assertion uh, goes against all logic and common sense. In 1985, a comparative toxicology found that in rats. Uh, treated with both types of mercury showed little difference in neurotoxicity and worse those treated with ethyl mercury actually suffered more widespread damage yeah. same thing with methyl or uh, when they did the uh, experiments on monkeys yeah. on the mercury the amount of it that's in vaccines like 
micrograms. Yeah, which isn't isn't enough to cause any lasting effects. I'm trying to find numbers, but I. So, are you? Do you not believe that um, giving vaccines at an early age can cause autism and other problems? No, autism specifically. That's a that's a genetic condition. That's not that's not affected by anything. You any chemicals you can inject into. How come there are so many blood. people on the internet freaking I, out about? I was I ha I had this on. I can't. I can't back up because I didn't. Uh, I wasn't able to find the article mm -hmm. again. But I was reading and I said, "Oh, this is great," and I, went, oh, okay. I lost it. But it was a. Uh, it was one of the scientists that was at Merck. He came out and he and, of course, he he was just drowned, drowned mm -hmm. out. <laughs> he said that. He said he came out. There was a direct link between autism and and. Uh, uh, the chemical that they were putting out, the okay. the drug that they were putting out, and it was it was based on, on this stuff. And he was he was asked to hide that information, but he didn't. He came out, and I don't know. He's probably in jail so right now. So, do you personally <laughs> believe that vaccines cause autism? Was that, was that the? Are you talking about the study that started that whole? Well, the study that started that entire thing was dismissed. That's mm -hmm. yeah, so mm -hmm. because say, even the a lot of the scientists involved in that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. The one no, that no, this, this one was this one was this one was recent. This one was uh, recent. He was. Uh, I'm not. I'm not even gonna put that out because I don't. Ha I can't back it up. But if I, I mean, uh, maybe if we have another one, I can come back with that. Because <laughs> I believe the one of the reasons that's often linked is that uh, symptoms for autism begin at around the age that, that you get vaccines, vaccines are given. Mm -hmm. Yes, mm -hmm. but everybody that I know, but it, that whether or not you're going to have autism is. Mm -hmm that's determined like while well, you're still in the womb and developing. And I can understand, I'll get back to that. I can understand why they would want him to cover it up. It's a, it's a, I think it's like a $28 billion industry, the vac, just the, the pharmaceutical and vaccine um, industry. It's, it's, so I can understand why they would push it so hard. And I understand why they would cover up that dude's thing to, to hide it so that people, they don't want people to stop getting vaccines. One, maybe out of, maybe maybe because they're just, like, genuinely concerned about people and their health and the country's overall health, but also it's most likely money. I know recently they say that art, autism is um is being, is I mean, autism is rising. The the rate of autism is rising. Well, I mean, is it, is it the rate of autism that's rising, or is it just either, A, people that have come forward and, you know, have been diagnosed with autism, or... With our growing definition of what aut can, it can, the, is considered autism. That's the question because I know that's a good autism. Point. Autism yeah. is a fad right now, mm -hmm. and like, and I'm serious. Like the oh, whole yeah. transgender thing was a fad, but now autism is a fad. There are so many videos on YouTube where all these girls are like, "I'm actually autistic," and then they smile at the camera, and then they go into their sob story about they have how they have autism, and fine. That's and my dad personally believes that everybody's on the spectrum, and I tend to believe that too. I believe we're all a little bit on the spectrum. So I mean, mm -hmm. what really is the spectrum? But like, obviously there are people that are worse off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but we're just. I think we're just over diagnosing people, not misdiagnosing, but just over diagnosing people with autism. That's where mm -hmm. the the number rises. Yeah, Effects because I mean, there the... there are there are plenty of people who technically speaking have autism. But it's but so minor. It's so minor you. that you don't even, even you can't even tell. You know. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think they do it just to speak. scare people. I think they do it just to scare people not to get the vaccines. And 
it was proven that the rate of autism is higher amongst white children and white people. And, I, and it's because they have a higher socioeconomic status with easy access to medical care. And well, that, that's likely because they're more likely to see a doctor and get diagnosed. Exactly. exactly. Because we all know that Friendswood mom. <laughs> that's like, my kid is yeah. acting weird. He must have autism. And then they go, oh, and it yeah. is being pressured more and more to diagnose autism at an early age, and that pushed pressures on doctors. If your kid is acting weird and you can't understand why, that is the immediate jump that you go to nowadays. Yeah, they they lump in, like, uh, ADHD into that. Oh, yeah. They, uh, Which, Asperger's. They, exactly. Uh, and yes. all these kind of things. Now my mom was one of those. She, I wasn't doing well in school one year, so she thought, like, it had to be some... It something had, wrong with exactly. me. So she she and went we to the doctor. Know. She like begged him like, no, there's something there's something wrong. And we she, all know something wrong. It was just, just not be that. And we all know it was just you not wanting to do math. Yeah, yeah. My, do- the, my doctor told uh, my mom, hey, it's, he's just a teenager. It's it's natural. It's just and a thing. And she like kept pressing him, and he eventually just gave me like a placebo just to get her, get and make her happy. I'm not saying that all white moms are like <laughs> that. I'm pretty That's sure not it was what a I'm saying, but it is a higher chance. It's highest among white amongst white children, and it's like it's like thirty percent higher than in black children, and it is seventy percent higher than in Hispanic children, and like I said, it's because they have higher socioeconomic status generally, and they have easier access to health care. Mm-hmm. So, and then, and I don't know. I think maybe information. It's like you go to the doctor, and they're like, "Well, let me tell you the plethora of different things that could be wrong with your child." And then, well, then they only, get all freaked out. Not only out. that, too, but parents, you know, will start self-diagnosing their kids. They'll that go, is yes. They'll go online. Mayo like, Clinic some is killing us. Symptoms into the yeah. computer. My kids got cancer. Like, oh, look, it's, cancer. It's, yeah, exactly. Mayo Clinic is killing. Is, is yeah. My kid had a nosebleed, and he's got leukemia. <laughs> Gentlemen, please do not self-diagnose your children. It rises in people who have health care. And, like, it was not in lower, anything serious. And, like, they had, um... The studies show that, like, people, like, in more populated areas with, like, easier access to health care mm-hmm. have higher, st- like, things versus, like, out and, like, like it said, like, in the article that I read, it was, like, there were lower, like, status, uh, no, lower numbers in, like, Ohio and, like, mm-hmm. Illinois versus, like, New Jersey and New York where there's, the like... more rural, rural yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that could just be because it's more, there's not as much people... But, I mean, it also could be, like, man, just Poor communities yeah. where they still use lead-based paints. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. the works. <laughs> yeah. But, so I don't really think that there is a rise in autism. I just think that people misdiagnosing it. And whether or not... Are they getting better at diagnosing it, it or yeah. overdiagnosing it? Overdiagnosing it, that's the word. But, like, but whether or not vaccines cause that, I don't know. I was looking for some articles on that. was kind of... Because like you said, kind of hard to find. It is proven that that mercury that used to be, and I don't, I, I think it's still in vac- certain vaccines. It's not in like the flu vaccine. Yeah, they not, it's not, they only took it out of a bunch only, because of public concern. It's yeah, in, sure. It's in like the big ones. I know it's in the some of the big. But see, ones. Here, here, here's a, here's a point on that too. It's like if they take the right away from you to say, I don't want to do that because of this and this that they, they would have no onus to take away the the the, the metals in the in, in the vaccine and i know <laughs> like back to the autism like the autism thing like autism is a genetic thing they don't yes. know what specifically is changed but it is a spontaneous change 
that is either in the mother, like whenever they're growing in the mm-hmm. womb, it, it is a spontaneous, it can either be passed down if you have the genes for it, or it can just be a spontaneous mutation. Whether, the age of conception also has a, yeah. um, a factor in it too. If you have a child if you're older, older on. Well, that could cause mm-hmm. a lot more problems. That, yeah. that causes Down syndrome, yeah. mostly. Yeah, it does, but autism is also mm-hmm. uh, linked to that as well mm-hmm. sometimes. So, I mean, it's not just the vaccines. There are a lot of reasons why your child can be autistic. And I mean, like... And, I mean, at least with the more, the main ones, you know, the ones for the bigger diseases that we actually, you know, that mm-hmm. we've agreed that we need, If it even if it does cause autism, you know, I'd much rather have my kid autism than die from a preventable disease i was about to say yeah. that i okay so a few weeks ago i know this is kind of irrelevant and none of these people were scientists but i went i saw um an instagram post and of course i read the four thousand comments i like scrolled through and then like oh, God. it was versus the people that are like i'd rather have autistic child than a dead child and the mm-hmm. people were like um no this no like you know those people so it's like there's a there is a danger and taking this to a, a black or white issue, it should always mm-hmm. be discussed. Mm-hmm. And you should never turn to somebody and say, "Oh, you're an anti-vaxer, or you're a you know you're a government stooge, or something like that." Yeah. Um, you should never get to that point because everybody can learn something when yeah, it's you... put out on the table and when when you discuss mm-hmm. things. But it, it... it it's it, it bothers me that it that becomes society, a prob- It a... becomes a problem when both sides are unwilling to either compromise or yield. There was just listen to the, the other one. Exactly. Yeah. Even but, just listening would be fun. But if you but if you, uh, it's like it, it, it bothered me it's like uh, actually this morning on the news they were talking about mm-hmm. uh, anti-vaxxers as what well, as the term that they're that. calling them and stuff like this. And they're they're already making fun of anybody who would oppose uh, such a thing, even if 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 you just have questions on it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they showed this uh, setting where this guy said, "Okay, and any you any vaxxers out there, just put a napkin on your head, and we'll just pass you by, or something like that." Uh, in this thing, like trying to make fun of the whole situation, and that is, a it's not going to solve the problem. If the vaccination is in fact everything that you say it is, then why do you calling have a that person a name and putting them yeah. over on the category discredits you and only and strengthens their resolve. Mm-hmm. And, also, and if you get the government involved, then you know it, it, then all bets are off. You lose you, you lose your rights. And then it, if there is, God forbid, a vaccine that really does damage out there, and they have it coming out to everybody, and nobody has the right to challenge it, mm-hmm. then you're in trouble. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do think that people like that, that call people out, like if Gabe here was a, an extreme anti-vaxxer and I called him out or if Zach called him out, the first thing that I would think about is Zach is insecure about his own opinion. So he's trying to cover up his own insecurity by insulting Gabriel. That's what I always think when somebody so strongly and so vehem- vehemently is like, that it, you are stupid, you, your opinion isn't right. It's them masking their own insecurities. And if you're so, and so I mean, if you're so sure of your side, and if you are so sure that your opinion is right, and you have concrete evidence as to why your opinion is right, you should have no problem explaining to those who maybe have questions instead of just shutting them down and insulting them. Yeah, I, I've found in my own personal experiences with just any argument in, or debate in general. 
I'm much more willing to hear and even look into um, the opposing side if we were having a civilized discussion. Mm -hmm. Once you start yelling at somebody or calling them names or discrediting their idea completely, all my resolve to compromise is thrown out the window. I don't even want to listen to you. You just want to fight them. (laughs) Exactly. You want to punch them in the face. There was a uh, there was also there was another article that came out 2018 and it was a Goldman Sachs report and mm-hmm. it just bothered the heck out of me. A Goldman Sachs analyst came out and said, talks about uh, biotech research, is curing diseases a sustainable a sustainable profitable business model? Well, right now his it con- is, his, but no. I mean, his his conclusion is oh. no. In this one statement right here, uh, GILD is a case in point where the success of the hepatitis C, anyway, hepatitis C, which achieved uh, cure rates of more than 90%, the company's U.S. sales for these hepatitis C treatments peaked at $12 billion in 2015, but after but have been falling ever since. Goldman estimates that the U.S. sales in these treatments will be less than $4 billion this year, according to an, uh, a report. The hepatitis C franchise has gradually exhausted the available pool of treatable patients, the analyst wrote. In the case of uh, infectious diseases such as hepatitis C, curing existing, existing patients also decreases the number of carriers who would be able to transmit the virus to new patients. Thus, the uh, incident pool also declines. Where an incident pool remains stable, the potential for a cure uh, poses uh, less risk to the sustainable franchise, <laughs> meaning the more that they 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 more people that were cured of hepatitis C and stuff like that, the less that could be transmitted. So they want to keep people not cured so they can keep giving out the vaccine, right? And keep exactly. Making money. The report also proposed uh, uh, solutions. Solution one addresses the large markets. Hemophilia is a $9-10 billion worldwide market, hemophilia, growing at 6 point So basically uh, attack that market instead of the hepatitis. The solution two was address disorders with high incidence, spinal muscular atrophy, SMA, affects the cells, neurons, the spinal cord impacting the ability to work, walk, eat, and breathe. So address uh, the, the other orders and, and then constant in, uh, innovation and uh, portfolio expansion. There are hundreds of other inherited ret, uh, retinal diseases, genetics, forms of blindness. Uh, place of innovation will also pay a role for the future programs. Uh, declining revenue and trajectory for prior assets and stuff like that. So there, he, he set out uh, provisions and what to do to make up for the loss of money they would get for curing hepatitis. That's, I mean, that's smart if you are going to run it like a business. And, I, mean, uh, uh, I mean, when you think about it, pharmaceuticals, you know, whether they're helping you or harming you, it's a business. This one it's, guy who worked for Eli, Eli Lilly had a, a really interesting comment. He goes, I was trained by Eli Lilly to do clinical trials. They said straight up that they were no, they were not interested in cures. There was no profit in it. Everybody in the I, place laughed, but he did not. He I goes, he goes, uh, he goes, I'm no longer amused. I completely, completely agree. I know. I remember reading something where the person it was, um, 
it was like in a reporter or something. They were going into the fact that they tr they believe that there is a cure for cancer. It would not surprise me. It, it would it not really surprise me either that there was a cure me. for cancer, and they were just okay. not uh, letting it out. And on that top on that topic, that's good. So, have you guys heard of any cures lately? No. And I know there are some. We have some brilliant people in the medical field, and we I have know two, we have too many have done extremely brilliant people in the medical exactly. field. And I know, you know, it would not surprise me if somebody out there has discovered it, and they've just been. And the told chemo to treatments well, are so expensive, and you know they are making bank off. How 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 are they paying for these hospitals? All right. Well, I mean, uh, I think this this came out two weeks ago. Let me know if you've heard of this. HPV and cancer. Mexican scientists finds a hundred percent cure yes, for the this. human papillomavirus infection and cervical cancer. So you go first. Yes. That. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard that they say yeah. they're. Didn't they say they're like starting human trials or that they're still? They no, they were on still, human trials. They're on human trials did, and that there's still a ways to go. There's still there's still a ways to go. Bring they, it to market. But so far they had twenty nine patients, and all twenty nine were cured. That is yes. fantastic. I think I remember seeing something about that. I bet you won't hear anything else about it. Mm -hmm. I bet you that gets that that gets shoved under the thing. But I think we're getting to a point where the the medical association is going to have to start admitting that they do have cures. And then they're going to start having to answer questions, and people are going to want cures because people are suffering and dying from these diseases. Well, they want to put the AMA on a stick. I know. Which mm, that makes me mad. <laughs> you know, the country's supposed to look out for you, yet. I mean, I can see it two ways. I mean, yeah, it's smart because, yeah, they're getting money, and money's good. you got to pay off that debt somehow. <laughs> but, I mean, at the risk of American lives and at the risk of just lives in general, I mean, so many doctors. And I know I have a friend who at least used to firmly believe that all doctors, they just wanted your money. They didn't want to help you. They just wanted your money. And for a while, I didn't believe them because if I went to med school right now, if I started med school, which, I mean, I would want to go there to help people. Well, see, the problem... So are we problem, saying that all doctors get corrupted in that... Are all doctors get corrupted? Is that what it is? The problem isn't the doctors. It's the people above the doctors. The doctors themselves want to help you. But as far as they know, what they're doing it's is as you. much as they can do for you. You know, it's not like whoever has the cure for, let's just say, cancer is going to let all the doctors in the world in on the on their little secret. Mm -hmm. You know, they are about as ignorant if, you know, all of this is true. They're about as ignorant as you and me. Here, here's another uh, idea just to throw out there. Aside from money, why do we want to cure people? I mean... If you listen to what they're saying out there, if you listen to the Bill Gates Foundation, if you listen to some of the other people out there, there are too many people on this planet. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of this stuff started as a eugenics movement back in the 20s. Mm -hmm. And you can see elements of it all throughout all of this, the, you know, the World Health Organization and all of this and stuff like this. I mean, that's a point that there are too, there, there are too many people, but... I mean, but that's 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 a misnomer. That, that's that's not true. I don't think I don't there I are, think it's. There yeah. are no two. The world can handle twice as many I know. people on this planet. And if I, you follow this myth of that there are too many people in here, it's going to lead you to conclusions that people just need to die from diseases. Yeah. And I mean, going by that, 
I mean, they make those assumptions, say, well, there are too many people anyways, might as well have a big outbreak. I mean, who are we to decide who lives and dies? It sounds like what they're saying is the American people in this country that can afford medical care are going to be the ones that survive stuff like this. Well, not only that, too, but, you know, going on this whole road here, when you think about it, diseases are just a way for, you know, natural, natural selection. Se- yeah. You know, the strong, the people who are have stronger immune systems, who are more immune against these diseases, we'll go on, survive, reproduce, the, the population grows stronger and stronger, yeah. which, you know, I can see, but at the same time, you know, I don't want... We don't want that. ...people dying. It's not something that we want, and it's not something that we want to allow to happen just out of... If, just good morals we don't want that we don't wish that on humanity but i mean (laughs) it seems like medical like people in the government would like that to happen so that they can give out more vaccines they can give out more medication the whole thing on antibiotics is that viruses are getting stronger and stronger and stronger and now there's Mm -hmm. new strains of um, antibiotic resistant they had a case of it here in Galveston, there was a bacteria that was antibio- that was antibiotic resistant, and it killed a man. It was a flesh-eating bacteria. What if, what if that's the plan all along with the the? Uh, I mean, they keep creating the strains. Super keep, flu keep, to wipe keep out creating humanity. the strains until they're strong enough, and then you, you know you can't the divide them and they say, hey, we did all we could, you know. You think that the government's doing this? I I, to- I toss between, is the government? I mean, the government. Are they really that smart? I mean, are they really, are I mean, they really playing are this four-day, four-D chess? Them a little bit too much credit for There's what they are. <laughs> I mean, you, that's two weeks when we're all dead. I mean, they're that. <laughs> they know too much. Take them out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, they, they they have us all guessing. But the idea is that when it comes to the the anti-vaxxers, it's not the argument is not the face value of the argument. Are you an anti-vaxxer or are you not? No. You are for having your the right to it's tell sad. the government what to do. Because if you get scared and you say, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm going to you know, sign whatever legislation that forces everybody and their dog to have vaccinations and stuff like that, yeah. then, uh, uh, then you get what you deserve when it comes back around. Mm-hmm. You've got to reserve the right to tell, push the government back. Yep, and I think that's a whole thing that's kind of part of our democracy. We we have that right because we live here, and we and a lot of other countries don't have that privilege. And I mean, we should take advantage of it. And if the government does something that we don't like, we should fight back on it. And I mean, we should at least fight back to the point where we have the right to choose, even if it's unpopular. I still don't think that they should make it a law to get your child vaccinated because everybody has the right to choose. Going back to the antibiotic resistance, because that scares me so much. I have been <laughs> through so many medical classes, and literally at the, end, at the end of the day, they're just like, fun fact, by 2050, 50 million people are going to be dead due to antibiotic resistance. Hmm. And Well, I mean, when you think about it, that can also be linked back to our own doing. Oh, it's, all, like it's of course our own doing. It's, it's our own fault. Because let's be, let's be honest they, here. And let's be honest here. At this point... We are over. We really we, are. We are over antibiotics. Back in, I think it was the 80s or 90s or something. They or the 70s. I don't. Back, not now. I remember my biology teacher last semester. He was telling me how he, when he worked as a teenager and like at McDonald's, his manager was like, "I'm thinking I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get the flu. I'm gonna go get an antibiotic shot, just because." 
just for the funsies, you know? I'm going to go get a shot just because I want to. And that is led is people like that who are ignorant and do not know the effects of getting antibiotics. I mean, there are certain things that, yes, you they need, need antibiotics, antibiotics. The stronger stuff, the stuff you can't really do anything about. But then you also have to remember, anytime you get sick, your immune system gets stronger because mm-hmm. it's seen it before. It knows how to fight it off. And I'm not saying that you need to get sick to the point where you're almost dying. Death. But you need – getting sick is nothing to be ashamed of. And getting sick isn't anything. The problem is people don't want people to be – to have the inconvenience, the uncomfortableness. Yes. And I've, I haven't taken – like I just got sick last week. And same thing that Sully had. But um, I know my brother had it too. And my, my dad was just, I was like, oh, dad, I'm sick. I think I need to go to the doctor. He's like, nope, getting sick's good for you. Just get over it. And like, he's always told me that. Every time I get sick, he's like, well. What does your dad do? My dad is a chemical engineer. But yeah, yeah he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Smartest man I know. So I always trust him. And I think he's right. He's like, mm-hmm. getting sick's good for you. He's like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the credibility of this, but I mean, like, you see kids in India who who have survived, and I mean, Lord knows what's in India and all their all their diseases. I do think getting sick t- is good for you in a sense, like getting the flu. I don't think I've I haven't gotten a flu shot, and even my dad's like, okay, we're gonna go get flu shots, and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not getting it because if I get the flu, yeah, it's gonna suck, but at least I'll be stronger than you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you know. I don't mind getting sick as long as I'm not, like, on my deathbed, like... Like I said earlier, I have never gotten the flu shot. I mean, obviously, my, my mother has vaccinated me for, like, you know, measles, the, polio, the all, all the, all the, you know, <laughs> all the good stuff, yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I've been blessed with an amazingly good immune system, so I really haven't gotten sick all too often so in my life. when you do get sick... Well, you, yeah. Yeah, when, <laughs> when I do get sick, you might want to stay away from me, but that's a different story. <laughs> My dad used to say, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, so anytime that Kelly I'm Clarkson even remotely feeling that. kind of off... I'm like, oh, my body must be fighting something off. Mm-hmm. But I don't really think about it all too much because I know my immune system is growing stronger with each passing day. Yeah. You know, Every time I'm fighting something off, it's learning it. It's getting stronger. I'm not going to get sick from it again. Now, of course, I'm going to complain when I'm sick and oh, throwing yes, up. And I'm going to be like, oh, man, this sucks. Why didn't I get the shot? But then in the end, I'm like, well, I mean, now I'm not going to get that one again. So another question is, uh, so this talk about anti-vaccinations, mm-hmm. do you think this is a new topic? I don't Relatively think it's been... to how long vaccinations have been out, I been around. Well, when, new. When, I just think there's more access to people mm-hmm. being able to talk more openly. When I, it, it, when I was growing up and stuff like this, I, I remember hearing the same kind of conversation uh, going on and stuff like mm-hmm. this. Although I feel, and I, it just the way it seems nowadays, that the uh, the arguments, the rhetoric is getting stronger, mm-hmm. and it's the and it's the same it's the same story. Uh, get your kids vaccinated because you don't want them infecting the class. Well, we've already proven that it doesn't affect the class. Yeah. If yeah. anything, it would just affect the other people that. Yeah, and it's it, in the the vaccine. the flu vaccine, flu vaccine. If you miss a shot a year or something like that, it's not mm-hmm. going to kill you. Yeah. In fact, it helps your immunities because you're, you're, you might get you're, sick, but you're not going to die. You're I mean, a little bit like, stronger the next time around. Yeah. I so what, what, I, what I'm saying is that's it's it's a it's a false flag. Why are they mm-hmm. throwing that up? Why are they throwing that up? Why are they throwing this bill out there? This that bill right there bothers the heck out of me because it's just a way it's scaring the public. 
It's pushing you back. It's calling you stupid if you don't get vaccinated, if you, if you consider yourself an anti-vaxxer, or if you have a question. It's shaming the I mean, people. if you have a question, they, yeah. they don't even want to address that. Believe no, me. you just accept it. And so my question is, why? Why, why would they do that? Why, you know, is it money? Is it, is it because of big pharma? Or is it something Not else? Not only that, but I don't think they want people to be afraid. Because no, they want people to be afraid. Well, in the sense that people. you know, the majority of people. I think they just well, want to control people, and you control people by fear, mm-hmm. and you just get money off of that fear. Okay. So I mean, it's like yes. Sir. But um, what about like companies like Britain or France or Canada, where most of their healthcare companies is like Britain, countries like Britain, <laughs> countries you know like what that. I mean, uh, where most of their healthcare is uh, socialized. It's and mandated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, also that they don't make as much of a profit because there aren't b- private companies. They're not so making much of a profit. They're not. All that money goes straight to the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the yeah, saying, government. You, you know, you, you're not paying it there. You're paying it in your taxes. You know, when you're paying 60, 70, 80 percent taxes, you know, somebody's making bank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but that's just from. That's not from vaccine specifically. That's just to fund the whole general. Do they healthcare. make a big? Do they make a big deal over in Europe about vaccines? Oh yeah, it's there's a huge anti-vaccine movement going on in France. Yeah. And is that yeah, because it's, wait? So it's going on the for the same reasons as it is, is in the, the U.S. Is the government pushing vaccines as hard as they are here? Yes, as hard as they are here, so this so promoting the government, them. Why do you think that is? I just, that's what that's what I'm asking. Are you from France or? No. Uh, I lived I lived in Belgium for a couple of oh, years, wow, but okay. I I moved away before like in, oh. <laughs> every, and before I can even like before learn the, the language. Or well, before like, I even learned a language or anything. Before I got an accent. Do you think yes. that it's... <laughs> I could have had such a cool accent. I know. Do you think that it's because, for the same reason as us, get money for the government? Because, I mean, well, the government I don't, over Well, I don't think needs... so, because the government, it gets the money from taxes, and that t- taxes, that's for the they whole medical... They get the money either that's way. Not, they get the money they, either way. Exactly. you get the vaccine or not. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it's coming directly out of your taxes. Okay, so, yeah, so where, why would where, they... where's the push coming from? Where, where, yeah. where, where, where is it? And as you start asking that question, it starts getting you to some really bad places. What do you think it is? <laughs> what do you think? It I don't is? know. I'm, I'm thinking right. it's the worst case scenario. What funded. do you think no. it could I'm, be? I'm yeah. thinking it's the government-funded hospitals trying to it's promote it. What, the zombie what else yes. could it be? Yes. Yeah. That's what they're they're preparing. Yeah, I know. You wish it was the zombie apocalypse <laughs> game. You know what's odd? Dream Herald. You know what's odd in all those zombie apocalypse films? That was generates from the CDC. You know, it's like it was some virus that got out of hand. Moral of the story: Don't trust the CDC. (laughs) So I have taken so many medical classes ever since my freshman year, and I hate all of them because they all talk about how we're all gonna die of diseases. Was it on the? uh, Was it uh, going to conspiracy land here? uh, On the Georgia Guidestones, it says. An acceptable population is 50,000. For the human race or for the human race? Town? For the human race. <laughs> okay. No, no, it's 500,000, sorry. 500,000. Uh, uh, I know it was less than a million. Uh, that's what I thought it was like. That's. But I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, acceptable. Well, I mean, when you think population about it, how, how, how many Earth. other species out there have over 500 million? Chickens? Besides, like, the little tiny. Chickens. Swear. There are more chickens than humans. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's like 30 billion of them. <laughs> there's got to be, like, 10 million thousand roaches on this planet. You know how many planet. birds are out there? 
The birds. Just birds in general. Did you know that the blue macaw is now extinct? Yeah, extinct? I saw what? That. Yeah. You know the real wait, birds? Wait, They're what? extinct now. Nope. Wait, hold on. From that I gotta movie. confirm Nobody. this. I gotta confirm this myself. I can't. I, I refuse to believe that. Yeah, I know. Google it. Yep. Oh shit! It is extinct. The blue oh. macaws didn't have vaccines. So how did that happen? Oh, you're you're right. It is. I know I am. Oh. Right. Yeah, they're gone. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. Back on topic. Mr. Geniac, do you have any conspiracy theories or? Uh, no conspiracy you know. theories. No conspiracy theories. No conspiracy theories. You're not gonna enlighten me in government tactics to uh... conspiracy facts, maybe. Okay, okay. <laughs> then tell me. <laughs> no. I want to know. I, I, I'm just saying, ask questions, ask doubt me. everything, be aware. The government would not do like to do your own that. research. You're, uh, do not yeah. take anything anyone okay, says at Facebook. Okay, but. How can you do your own research when the people mandating the the internet is the government? So, I mean, you know that they take off what they don't want you to know. Just know that whatever articles that they take off, those are the ones you should have read. Exactly. But how can you get to that? <laughs> Become a hacker. Seriously, are we ser- are we really giving the government way too much credit? I we think, might be. I think we are. I don't think yeah. they regulate the internet to that degree. It's either they are masterminds and that in like world powers get together. They're like, how can we screw over everybody in our country? Illuminati and therefore confirmed. The wor- yes. I don't. I don't know if any world government is capable of organizing all, in such a way. Or if they're all just chilling, like, oh, they think that we're gonna do all this. Well, I mean, they can get their hopes up. <laughs> We're not that smart. We're not that smart. It's just a, a chill party between like super rich people. They don't care about you know, doing all this. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else on this topic that we needed to hold on? Let me. Let me. Let me look. And you look through your notes. This is a very sad sheet. It was very nice and neat, and then it got crushed over. Oh, oh there was one question. <clears throat> I know, like some of these. Um, they never test for things. Whenever you're born, they just give you all these shots. They never test for allergies. For any of this, because I know some of these are grown in egg proteins. They never, and like they have like wheat proteins in them sometimes, like especially the flu shots. They never really test to see if you're allergic to eggs. I mean, I know that's not that common. I think that's, I think that's a very important fact. I mean, one of uh, the topics I was trying to figure out is how first recognize the problem, what it is, what they're telling you, and stuff like this. But if you were to say, take an anti-vaxxer position or something like that and say, okay, I'm not going to get my kids vaccinated or I'm not going to use these vaccinations, what is the solution? What do I do? Uh, so I asked to see the list, the ingredients that are in them. Unless I'm a chemist, how am I going to understand if this is going to have an adverse effect on my kid or not? And, and, and stuff. That's some uh, rationale or some way to... Uh, to understand what's going in and, and what can I expect are the side effects and what you know what is a reasonable risk and how do I know the the vaccine that that you're giving my child it will help. Well, on allergies, when do those develop? Because they're not you're not born with allergies; they develop after you're born, shortly okay, well, shortly after. Shortly after? How 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 shortly after? I'm not sure. When did the like, the peanut allergy happen? I don't know, because everybody know. I know... Because when I was young, there was no such thing as a peanut exactly. allergy. Exactly. So like, allergies... But it seems... I've heard it's more likely that human, allergies are more common nowadays because everything's more sanitized. We spend more time indoors that's, and we're not exposed to as much... That's something that... I do not so. like that everywhere has Germex and everybody sprays everything down with Lysol 
Because, I mean, that's... Yeah, and they're not getting exposed. And that goes to your point of, like, not getting the... Exactly. Antibiotics, because... A little germs... suck it up and deal with it. A little germs help you out. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. uh, Yeah, and, like, that 0.01 in the 99.9% of germs that doesn't get killed will grow stronger, and it will eventually bite you. Because, like... We're spraying down everything with Lysol, and so many parents are so concerned. There's like, my kid's gonna, gonna die of some disease if we don't spray everything in the house with Lysol, and like three prob- times a the day. Problem and is, then their the problem is with that is yes. that one, whatever you are killing are the weaker of the bunch, and you're leaving the stronger to breed to grow stronger and stronger and stronger. The top point one percent. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And then two, even if you just you know do it and they don't grow stronger your body still isn't you accustomed to the whatever germs. it is that you're trying to kill the germs exactly and so you get that in your body your body's not going to know what to do with it mm-hmm. and you're going to get sick and you know depending on what it is quite possibly die i don't know i don't think and like i know hospitals are the worst place to be if you are sick because they're so sanitized that it's it's just dangerous mm-hmm. to be in the hospital i can't remember I the don't... reasons exactly why because I, I used to know all the reasons why hospitals were dangerous, but I mean, since I don't, I guess it's, I don't think it's because of sanitization. I don't like, remember I th- what it was. <laughs> I think it's just there are people like if you don't you don't want any germs in a hospital because people who are like weaker that are staying there you don't want any. Yeah. You don't even want the chance of something coming. You also don't want foreign germs inside your body. You know that's why they sterilize yeah. everything before cutting you open. So I mean, sanit- obviously we need sa- sanitation in certain. Aspects, yeah, especially areas. especially in hospitals, but yeah, especially in hospitals. Babies but we like leave the hospital soon after. We don't need to be spraying down something every single time we touch it. Yeah, and I know I remember reading a bunch of articles, like because somebody in my class brought it up, and she was freaking out about getting STDs from the toilet seats in public bathrooms, and they're just like. Oh my god, because I remember she was like, she said that she carried around Lysol with her everywhere and like would spray down things like that. And I'm like, (sighs) what is wrong with you? One, the stuff that they make toilet seats out of cannot breed and carry germs. They were smart about that. But like, it's people like that that are going to kill us all. Or just themselves. Or just themselves, and therefore it's natural selection. But... All comes down to natural selection, folks. So in conclusion, uh... Well, I mean, if you want to strengthen your immune system, you know, look at toilet seat. <laughs> what did I just say? They don't have any bacteria, Zach. Okay. Lick your phone screen. There, that, there. Lick like a doorknob. Ew. It's good for your immune system, Jordan. I mean, I'm not Ew. a bird, Builds character. Yeah. It builds character. <laughs> so, and if you do lick a toilet seat, it's, you're going to be okay. I, Lesson I, of the day. I think we've swung full circle on this. We went from, you know... Anti-vaccines to licking doorknobs. It's like <laughs> that's too that's <laughs> well right. Group. Yeah. Anyways, well, that was a fun conversation for uh for all of us. Say goodbye, guys, and we'll sign off. Follow us on Twitter. Is that yeah. day of the week twenty four? Yeah. And then our Instagram, which is at twenty day of the week twenty four dot seven. Yeah. I'm not very then, consistent with that. And then email is the same as the Instagram, just at gmail.com. I don't check right. it. But if well, somebody don't tell tells them that. me Oh well if somebody tells me that they're sending me really cool ideas, then I and then I'll I'll check it. Well I mean, how are, how are you gonna know if they're you if know they're exactly. sending you really cool ideas, you're not e- checking it. I don't know. Probably just email it. me. Just just check you it. You know, just try. See what happens. 
good talk about something really cool. And remember, fact check everything. Yes. Because when we get excited, we make shit up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there we go. Very true. I think that was the perfect ending. So goodbye. Have a nice night and a nice life. <laughs>